Introducing Exo 6 Future Spy. I might have had a name once, but now I am simply a number, a designation. My assignments take me all over the globe and frequently beyond it. You may know me as XO6 Future Spy. This episode Every home should have one. the latest and greatest in British engineering. Hi, Miss Molly. Miss Molly comes with four attachments, mop, brush, duster, and vacuum cleaner. She'll have your house spick and span before you can say robophobia. Now you might feel a domestic robot is too expensive for your household budget. Well, not anymore. Here's Headman of Britbotics Incorporated to explain more. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Nathaniel Spencer, CEO of Britbotics, and I'd like to tell you about the financial options available to you when you buy one of our robots. Tune in to channel 847 and watch our infotainment presentation. Credit is available, pending approval from your bank. What about the issue of safety, Mr. Spencer? All my robots are fully inspected and quality checked. I'm pleased to announce we have a 110% safety record. Buy your robot from Britbotics. Every home should have one. Cambridge, United Kingdom, planet Earth. The suburbs. It is late. Daniel Stewart, architect, is returning home from a long day at the office. The headlights of his hover car briefly illuminate the interior of his ground floor flat until he switches off the engine and then kills the lights. He enters his home via the back door and switches the lights on. He is confronted with something extraordinary. What on earth? His kitchen wall is now the canvas for a giant painting of a rose. It wasn't there when he left for work this morning. Who could have done this? He leans close to inspect it. The paint is still wet to the touch. It's not simple graffiti. This has been created by someone or something with a great eye for detail. Perhaps the brush strokes are a little primitive, but this work could be suitable for hanging in the Tate. Robot? Robot, did you do this? Come here. His squat little domestic robot trundles into the kitchen, a pot of paint held in one of its four extendable metal arms, a wet brush in the other. Stuart sees these and his suspicions are confirmed. You did do it. I gave no such instruction. Hand me that brush. Do you hear me? Hand me that brush. Immediately. But if you won't give it me, I'll have to take it. Ow! Let, let go of my arm! Let go of me, I say! Deactivate! Deactivate now! You're breaking my arm! Stop that! Stop it! The news media are calling it the blip. A period of 18 minutes in the evening of 12th November 2065, where all domestic robots manufactured by Britbotics Incorporated 
when temporarily insane. In Oxford, a housewife was attacked by a cleaning robot for suggesting it had missed a bit of dust on the mantelpiece. In Edinburgh, a hotelier was surprised to enter his hotel ballroom and find his robot playing the piano. When confronted, the robot struck out at the man, breaking his arm. Those are two examples. And poor Daniel Stewart of Cambridge, who tried to stop his robot painting on his kitchen wall, his heart couldn't take the stress of the situation and gave out on him. His is the only death recorded, as yet. Naturally, Brickbrotics Incorporated's head man Nathaniel Spencer is attempting to play down the situation, stating very loudly that this was a temporary problem, now corrected. It is the assertion of the British Security Service that such an event must be investigated and understood, lest it should happen again with even more serious consequences. That is why I am here in Brickbrotics Incorporated's computerite headquarters in Sheffield. I have been here for three days now, poking around, asking questions, generally making a nuisance of myself. Next is the secondary processing unit. This is where the non-essential thought processes are generated. It also acts as a backup for the primary unit. And what, Dr. Steinmetz, is that bank of computers over there? That over there? Uh, that is... That is the power bank regulator. Yeah, the, the power bank regulator. Are you absolutely sure, Doctor? It looks rather like a solid-state transistor unit. Do you also have a doctorate in artificial intelligence and robotics, X06? Because you certainly talk like you do. No, but I do know one end of a positronic brain from the other. You apparently don't. How dare you! I have 30 years' experience in this field! You, sir, are simply a glorified policeman. There you both are, I see. Arguing again, are you? Cut it out. I want to speak to you both. Come up to my office, quick as you like. Of course, Mr. Spencer, we will be with you very shortly. Shall we go, XO6? Lead the way, and I will follow. The atmosphere in the elevator is frosty. I know that Dr. Herbert Steinmetz has close ties to the Red Block, and that makes him a suspect. He knows that I know it too. You don't like me, do you, XO6? Does that trouble you? No. Ah, there you are. Get over here, please, gentlemen. Well, don't stand on ceremony. Sit down. Now then, tell me what went wrong. I am still not able to give a full report, Herr Spencer. Still not able to give a full report, eh? What about you, XO6? Don't suppose you have any more insight than the doctor here? Getting to the bottom of how the blip happened is not the entirety of my concern, Mr. Spencer. I'm more interested in who did it and why, and making sure nothing like it can happen again. You maintain, then, that all this was deliberate? I still can't be sure, but I'm fearing towards it being some kind of accident. But until I can rule out foul play, I'm not willing to make a judgment. Foul play? What does this mean? He thinks you did it deliberately, Steinmetz. Nein! That is ridiculous! If you have an accusation to make, why don't you make it? It was my theory that you were behind this, Steinmetz, but having spent some considerable time with you, I question whether you have the technological know-how. How dare you! Dr. Steinmetz is doing his best, aren't you, Herbert? My best? Is that what you call it? What would I have to gain by making our robots go crazy? Your accusation makes no sense. It could have been a trial run for something more dangerous, or the launching of a terrorist attack that didn't work out fully. Either way, I want to know the who and the why, 
Do you accuse me of being a terrorist? You do have what might be described as an interesting history of mixing with politics, Doctor. Or would you say that those days are behind you? This is because I came from a red block country, yeah? Do you know how prejudiced you sound? That's enough, gentlemen. Now listen, I've got lawyers crawling all over me. The world's media, angry relatives looking for compensation. As you two can't give me a straight answer, I put it out that this was indeed a simple blip. An accident that won't be repeated. Maybe that'll keep the wolves from the door for a bit, but it won't keep them fed for long. What I need here from you is some thinking outside of the box. It would seem to me, Mr. Spencer, our issue here is one of technical know-how. And if Dr. Steinmetz could lower himself from his high horse for a few minutes, I think he might begrudgingly accept that too. You must both understand I am trying to work with equipment and processes I did not design or build. Dr. Calvert Brown... Dr. Calvert Brown. That's a name to conjure with. Don't talk to me about that woman. I can't help but feel that the inventor of these robots is who we need to be discussing this with. If she can't explain the why, she might be able to tell us the who. Where might I find her, Mr. Spencer? I wish I knew. Do you think if I knew how to get hold of her, I wouldn't have already? Dr. Calvert Brown parted company with us quite suddenly approximately six months ago. Parted company? That's one way to put it. Do you mean she resigned? Walked out. The woman's nuts, if you ask my opinion. I didn't. Now don't get chippy with me, son, or I'll snap you in half. Now, what are you two going to do to get me out of this mess? Dr. Calvert Brown is clearly the key to this. I intend to find her. I pulled a few strings and got a lead on the erstwhile head of robotics. Dr. Janet Calvert-Brown had sold her apartment, cashed the money and departed Earth for the Venusian lowlands, a popular destination for those attempting to escape the rat race on Earth. I am now sat in the cockpit of my private rocket, registration GB703 on the tarmac at London Spaceport. I'm awaiting approval to blast off for Venus. I use the time to review the information I have accumulated on her, including some old televideo footage. I'm Dr. Janet Calvert-Brown. I'm the senior robot engineer here. I've been fascinated by robots since I was a little girl. This is a dream job for me, I suppose. I specialise in the area of matrix brain control, and I studied at Viking City University on Mars, achieving a doctorate in 2059. I really think that we're now at a stage where a robot could be so advanced that it actually mimics human behaviour perfectly. Through my work with the company, I'd like to help make that happen. Calvert Brown is a smiling, attractive woman with short, sandy-coloured hair. I like what I see of her. Finally, I receive clearance to launch. It's time to get underway. Atomic engines activated. Five, four, three... Two, one. After breaking orbit, I note from the scanner that another rocket took off at the same time as I did, and it is now travelling behind me, following my flight path. That could of course be completely innocent, but I take no chances. I put a good few space miles between us, 
then activate the scrambler controls. My rocket's transponder code GB703 automatically switches to that of another registration and even the small nameplate on the exterior of the ship swivels to adjust itself accordingly. My rocket is now the GB90 and anyone tracking the GB703 has just lost me from their scanners. Before my pursuer can recalibrate, I apply a course correction and zoom away as fast as possible. My journey is now complete. I have arrived on Venus. Even at top speed, it took several days to reach the colony, during which time I was frozen in hypersleep. The full effects are still wearing off as I zero in on Dr. Calvert Brown's location. I have been able to isolate her whereabouts to Free City, a shanty town at the very edge of the human settlement. Eventually, I get lucky. A street trader recognizes the image of Dr. Calvert Brown. After some gentle persuasion, gives me an address. I am now following that lead. I walk through dozens of miniature habitation units to find her home. This is not a place that most people would choose to live. Most of the residents here are forced to be here out of economic necessity only. It strikes me as odd that Dr. Calvert Brown would reside here, given that as a highly paid academic, she should not be short of money. I hear a noise behind me and stop. I can't quite shake the feeling that I'm being followed. I circle back on myself. If I do have a pursuer, they're darn good at hiding. Putting the feeling down to paranoia, I continued my trek through the slums. I should have trusted my feelings. Incoming transmission from Venus. Say good. Please go ahead and report. Is it safe to talk? I am alone. I am following the British agent. I think he has led me to the woman. You must be certain. Da, I will check to be sure. Shall I kill the man now? Once you are certain we have the woman, yes. The man is dangerous. Eliminate him. How you do this, I leave to your discretion, but please provide me with some images of his corpse as evidence that you have completed the first part of your task. Now then, what's all this? Here, Spencer, I was making a private call. There's no secrets between us, are there, Dr. Steinmetz? Of course not. Then you'll tell me what you're up to, won't you? Now. And then, out in the wilderness, I come upon Dr. Calvert Brown's pod, a tiny utilitarian metal container recycled as a home. She has stood at the entrance of her habitat, and upon registering me, looks at me coolly. Dr. Calvert Brown is a shadow of her former self. Her silver one-piece suit is smart enough, but her hair and clothes are dishevelled. Her eyes are blank, unfeeling. This is certainly the woman from the image, though. At least I think so. Good morning. Are you Dr. Janet Calvert Brown? There is no Janet Calvert Brown. I'm afraid I, I don't understand. I am a robot. I am a robot. I am a robot.